This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning to you. Usually at this part of the day, the studio red carpet is rolled out and the beautiful Deirdre Maguire from DeirdreMaguire.com joins us. But she's on the phone today and she's talking, of course, in relation to Mindset Mastery on a Monday, trying to catch us out in a lie. Is that what we're at today? When are lies not lies and all of that? Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Francis. How are you this morning? All is good. All is good. But do you know something? I'm no good at figuring out whether people are lying to me or telling me the truth. Obviously, over the phone, it's impossible. But eye to eye, are there sneaky ways to work out whether or not someone's fibbing? Well, I don't know so much about that. Um, But I think that... I think I think that we have a sense of the truth, our own innate wisdom that's within us. But um, I think it's really, really important that we develop that. Uh, and current trends don't really encourage that at all. So that's what my work or my passion is about, is actually really starting to trust ourselves and our own innate wisdom again. But... Um, you know, I wanted to talk about lies, and I was I was looking for jokes. Do you know any good jokes, Frank? I was trying to find a good joke about lies. Um, and I remember when I used to work in the family business, I remember hearing this joke, you know, how can you tell if a salesman is lying? His lips are moving. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, if you're going on the stage, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't open with it, but it, it, you could throw it in as the, as, the day, as the day goes by. And remember, half the lies you hear aren't true. <laughs> well, you see, I knew I could depend on you for a good joke about a lie. I knew that. Um, so what we're talking about, actually, is not the lies that we're telling to each other, although, you know, some of us are, have a, a propensity for lying, especially even about our age. But um, today I'm very, um, very happy to be able to be truthful around that. But I know there are some of us who may challenge, wouldn't be talking to anybody in particular, maybe a friend of mine. And I know that he he would have problems around his age and lying and telling the truth. Oh, I think it's appalling. You've got to out him. If if you have a friend who is not prepared to say what age he is or her, out them, out them right here on the radio. So what I really want to do is talk about the lies, not that we tell to each other, but lies that we tell ourselves. Those sneaky self-deceptions that we are telling ourselves that are actually holding us back from living our best lives. So I have three lies that I want to talk about today um, and, and how we can reframe them. So the first one is, I'll be happy when... I'll be happy when I get more money, when I get the promotion, when I get the new car, when I get the new relationship. It's called when then. Do you suffer from that at all, Frank? I don't think so. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I'm a great person for having contentment writ large, so to speak. You know, I, I, I'm maybe it's the age I'm at. You know, having hit the sixty mark, I do feel that you know I'm I'm very content. So well done you, Frank. I think that's the first time I've ever heard you say that. Well, it's the first time because I've just had it. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't say it in your 50s. 
Oh, oh, oh. Well, you didn't say it when it was your 16, but we'll not go there. Okay, so well done you. I'll be happy when I get the promotion. I'll be happy when. So what if we could reframe that and change it into a better truth, which is I choose happiness in the present moment. You know, it's okay to want something you're excited and looking forward to something, but if it's costing you your present moment happiness, I, I really encourage you to practice saying this to yourself, affirming this truth to yourself. I choose happiness in the present moment because um, when, when you practice being happy now, actually things do get better. The good things will come anyway. So that's the first one. Okay, so the second lie that we tell ourselves is, I don't have time for no, I don't have time for this, or I don't have time for that. Would you be guilty of that one at all, Frank? I don't have time mm. for something. Yeah, but I would imagine, for, for example, all my friends play golf, and I would say, I don't have time to play golf. Like I, exactly. I, But maybe it's because I don't want to play golf. Uh, there, there's, there is time for everything if you want to do it, and there are so many things that I don't want to do. Well, that's the thing. Stop blaming time. Stop blaming time for it. It's a deceptive excuse. It can actually be an avoidance behaviour. You know, if you say, I don't have time for something, ask yourself, um, what, am I actually avoiding something? You know, what am I avoiding? Ask yourself that question. What am I avoiding? And, um, you know, it's time to reassess your commitments. And, well, I have been a golfer in my time and in my lifetime, and it definitely does require time. You know, you, you need to commit to it. So it's everybody's got the same amount of time in, in their life. But what you need to ask yourself is, and what you're actually saying, Frank, is I don't have time to commit to golf. I choose not to commit my time to golf. Um, so if, if there's something that... Um, you need to reassess, maybe you need to reassess your commitment um, to your family, you know, or to your health or to your relationship. You know, recognizing the importance of making time, making time for things that contribute to our well-being. Does that make sense, Frank? It certainly does. And a lot of the ads at the moment, I think there's an ad for Centre Parks on radio at present where that's what they focus on, the time spent with your children, the time spent with your partner, the time spent away from the office, the way that you're able to get back time that you think you didn't have. So obviously they're saying come to our attraction and spend time there with your loved ones. But you, you're, you never get time back. And we do get a significant amount of it given to us. And it's constantly being given to us. But too many of us, myself included, maybe you included, we, we waste too much of it. And if we, did have a, if we did have a structured approach, for example, with our health, we would set aside time for walking. We would set aside time for meditation. We would set aside time for drawing up a healthy eating plan. We don't have to be going ramstam all the time. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yes, if you think about how we even describe time, you know, we talk about spending our time. So you're actually spending it. So you don't get it back. So are you spending time or investing time? 
you know, if you really, that really shifted it for me. Am I spending time, which I'm not going to get back? I'm wasting time. Or am I investing my time? It's what I'm doing when I'm sitting, you know, if I sit watching TV, wasting, you know, there are times when watching TV is good. But if I'm using television as an avoidance behavior, I'm spending my time watching television. What am I not investing in? Mm. So maybe it's time to ask yourself uh, that question. You know, you know, we're running the risk of someone sending me a text and saying, "This is time we're never going to get back." <laughs> what, what, right now, right now, <laughs> you know, have, having a discussion about time. But go ahead. What's your third one? So the third one is the lie that you tell yourself that I can't. No, I can't do this. I, that I just can't do it. So that's a lie. It's, it's self-defeating language, okay? So self-defeating language is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whether, you know, if you say I can't do it, you're actually affirming that to yourself. So what if you could reframe that? And maybe you can't do it now. You can't do it yet. I always use the example of doing a pull-up, you know, in the gym. My goal is to do a pull-up. Now, currently, I can't do a pull-up without bands. I need bands to pull my body weight up. I need bands. So it's not that I can't do a pull-up. I can't do a pull-up yet. I can't do it yet, but I am willing to learn and grow. Yeah. So if there's something that you can't do, stop saying, well, I can't do that. Can you ride a bicycle without stabilizers? I can ride a bicycle with uh, no hands on the handlebars. Oh, well, imagine. So if, if you're able to do that, you're able to do that pull-up. Now, you are a very fit and healthy athlete. You know, you're older than me. You're the one that brought age into it. You're significantly older than me. But you are incredibly fit for a human being of your age. So why can you not do a pull-up? Because I haven't um, built enough muscle yet to do that. So, for example, I can't do it yet, but I'm standing here in my kitchen and I am looking at my broccoli, which I have prepared for the week. I've prepared raw broccoli, cut it up for the week. I have it in my fridge and I have one out, uh, one portion out today. And my goal is to eat broccoli every day so that I will build the muscle so that I can do the pull-up. That's that's how it is. And I'm not significant. No, no harm to you, Dirty, but I think you're going to need more than broccoli. You know, broccoli's not, not broccoli's not going to build muscle for you to be able to do a pull-up. You're talking about bar, a bar above your head to get your chin right up over it. Yes. Well, I had, you had your porridge this morning. Well, I had my porridge, but I had protein in my porridge this morning because I am building my muscle. And I will do a pull-up, and I will take a video of it, and I will show it to you, Frank Mitchell. This is what we want to see. We want to see you prove that you can do what you're telling the rest of us to do. I absolutely will do that. The gauntlet has been thrown down, and I will do that, Philip. So I thank you, Frank, for that, because now nothing will stop me until I do the pull-up. Okay? So, uh, and the other thing is, I'm not significantly older than you. I am... I have lived longer than you, that's all. <laughs> I have lived longer. So we'll drop that one, thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we will, there we go. You can lose your stone and I'll do a pull up. L- lovely so jo- lovely is, job, lovely, lovely. I not to say I can't do it. Uh, stop using self defeating language. Say, I can't do it yet, but I'm willing to learn and grow. A belief is nothing more than a thought you've been telling yourself 
over and over again. So if you don't like the story you're telling yourself, change it. Change the story you're telling yourself. Take control of your life. Take control of your life and, you know, watch the quality of your life improve. Mm. Frank, I'm excited to get doing my pull-up now. I'm really looking forward to uh, liaising with the videographer who's going to film this because we want it from a distance to ensure that there's no cheating going on. Not that we would doubt you for one moment. Self-defeating language should not be on the tip of our tongue. Deirdre Maguire, DeirdreMaguire.com, back live in the studio next Monday, okay? Take care, Frank. Bye. Be good. And all of that, the lovely Deirdre Maguire with us here on the U105 uh, phone-in. And she will do it, because that's the start of her. She will do that pull-up, uh, protein, broccoli and all. It's 11.26. Madagascar.